You're listening to Epic Catharsis, Storytelling Do's and Don'ts, the podcast where an expert and an in-law discuss storytelling and how it could lead you to catharsis. Hi, I'm your host, Kelly. And I'm your host, Tyler. Today, we decided to talk about WandaVision. And before we get started, I know I might sound a little different. It's allergy season, so. WandaVision just finished, I think, what, Friday? Two days ago? Uh, yeah. And it was it was quite a long nine weeks, to say the least. Um, what do you mean by that? I think that, you know, the... Having each episode come out each week just, you know, kept us on the edge of our seats and wanting more, so we just wanted the show to come back. It's funny how that used to be the only way TV was, is an episode would air a week, and then you'd have to wait for the next one, but now we're so used to binging, like, a whole season in a few days. You know, I never thought of it that way. I think that is kind of interesting that yeah, now we're going back to this original format of television of an episode a week, and people just can't stand it. However, I will say that even in this format of once a week that we're now going towards that people think doesn't work well, even though it's the way we've always done it, having these shorter, not shorter episodes, but less episodes nine episodes compared to like 22 or 26 episodes in a season, we get a lot less filler stuff. Like it just feels like everything is important that I'm seeing. Yeah. All 30 to 45 minutes are important. And I mean, that's how they did Game of Thrones too. And that's how they've done a lot of the really big shows that have come out in the last few years. So it's not, it's not like this is out of the ordinary. It's, it's, it may not be what we're used to, having watched so much Netflix where they do release often a chunk at a time. But, I mean, no, this isn't the complaint people should have about WandaVision. I, I would say that there is there is a complaint or two that I did have with the show, but that format is not one of them. That's just the way TV works half the time. I do want to applaud Disney's um, format for the, how they're kind of doing everything. So, yes, they're doing the episode a week, but the way they're doing it with all their different TV shows, it's an episode this week, and then whenever they get done with the show after the eight or nine weeks, then you have a week or two and they premiere their new movie. Like, I think the next show that comes out is March 19th, and we have Winter Soldier and Falcon. That'll go on for eight or nine weeks, and then in May... We'll have Black Widow, and then like the following week, we start the Loki TV series, I think it is. So they're pretty much giving us content every single week. And so I applaud them in that format of trying to get us something to consume and keep us in that Marvel mindset. Because I think it's it's great market strategy. You are on point there, but I also really hate that some of the stuff that they are premiering, you have to pay like an additional 30 bucks for, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I think that just kind of goes back to the 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 virus and the issues and quarantine, all that stuff that we're going through right now yeah. with Hollywood. Because Disney's not making enough money. But anyways, WandaVision. What did you not like about WandaVision? I thought that the first two 
episodes, almost the first three episodes, they were fun, but at the same time, I was a little bored and a little lost. Not lost as in confused, but lost as in, like, I lost my drive to watch the show for a while. Um, Really until I could binge it. I waited until there were seven episodes out before I continued with episode one and actually watched the series. Because I think standing alone, those episodes didn't quite hit the mark. And see, I completely disagree with that whole thing. I thought that the first two or three episodes were the best part of the entire show. Like, whenever we went to the end of it and it was like the regular Marvel stuff where it's just the heroes and the real world and stuff, it just it felt so copy and pasted of everything else I've seen before. This 40s and 50s mindset of TV and the format that they did those first few episodes that was brand new. That was something that I was not expecting and just I thought extremely like really clever. Just it was well done and clever. Yeah, I mean, now having seen the whole series, I think it was brilliant and I agree just sitting down for that first episode, like the first 30 minutes, I just I was not sucked in. I was not hooked. It wasn't until someone sat down with me and we watched it together, and then I was like, wait, oh my god, this is actually incredible. So I think the setup for the show was amazing. I just, it just took me a minute, I guess. No, I, I do understand that in a way, because when you watch the first episode, and you're sitting there in the 1930s or 1940s you know, TV sitcom, you sit there and you watch it, and you're thinking, okay, this is not what I'm expecting, and it's like, okay, this kind of was fun, but I'm expecting them to come out with, you know, where, where's the Marvel at? And you want to go back for the second episode. You're you're looking forward to week two saying, okay, where am I going to jump back into it? And then they don't. And then you get to the, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Is this what we're going to do for nine episodes? And then I think that's why you get that fatigue by episode three. You're like, all right, I need to see something different because these are not hitting the mark in a way, but because I think it was kind of because I binged it and everything while I was watching those first three. Yes. It did not feel like a Marvel show or anything like that. It never had the momentum of, I need to watch the next episode. It was like, I was just watching a rerun of some random show on TV land or some, you know, cable network. See that I disagree with. I think by halfway or three quarters of the way through episode two, I was, I was, absolutely engrossed it was just episode one really that was very hard for me to get past because they kept on introducing these little mysteries and then they get to episode four and they explain things and everything starts to click and then you have this whole problem of like oh my god is wanda the bad guy and it's just this whole this whole thing you know i think that's a little bit I guess I just misunderstood what you were coming from because I thought you were talking about more of like the first three episodes you couldn't stand. No, because, no, no, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I exaggerated second, a little bit. I did exaggerate a little bit. It's not that I couldn't stand them. It's that I was a little bored and just a little like I didn't get it. And then, but I don't think you were supposed to get it. And I think that sort of clicked for me towards the end of episode two where it was supposed to be something that was like puzzling. 
Well, also, I think what it is, is it's it's the name brand of Marvel. See, what they have the power to do because they've built up this franchise and that name of Marvel, We, you know as an audience that we're going to give you what you want, in a sense. So they can play around and do something for two to three to four episodes of, I don't really know what they're going with, but I'm going to keep watching because I know the Marvel name brand is going to give me something. Now, let's say something like Game of Thrones came on the first season, and we had no idea what it was going to be, and they gave us some sort of off-the-wall, weird, random sitcom-style thing, I don't know. Um, You know, we wouldn't have jumped into it, because the name had not built up. But with Marvel, they have that pedigree that they can say, we know these episodes are weird, but trust us keep coming back for more and we subconsciously do that you know even if you had a slow start for the first episode and a half you start to see those little ticks and you say oh okay it's marvel they're they're gonna do it yeah and then because of those expectations like you said you do stick around and they did deliver like i need another season desperately because okay the last episode the mid-credit scene was like oh damn that's interesting. And then the post credit scene, you were like, <gasps> what? And so did you not watch the post credit scene? Okay. First off, from now on a spoiler territory, I think we've been pretty, pretty good about the first half of this episode, not really giving too much away. But from here on out, we're going to talk about specifics. So if you need to change over. Stop listening and go finish the series. So. First off, I truly want to disagree with you. I did not think that they hit the mark with the ending of this. I thought that this was very, very lackluster for a Marvel thing. I think that what they did is they tied it up perfectly. But after giving me movies of Infinity War and Endgame where they go over the top, they don't tie things off, you know, nice, neat packages anymore. I want something like the end of Homecoming, or not Homecoming, but Far From Home, the second Spider-Man movie, where they say, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I want them in Infinity War to kill off all the uh, half the Avengers, you know, and Endgame to kill off Tony Stark. I want to get that expectation I didn't know. But this one, we just ride off into the sunset and she becomes Scarlet Witch. And she says, Hold up. You think this was tied up with a nice, pretty bow, dude? She lost everything she loved. And now she's going through this mental anguish, realizing that she tortured an entire town of people. For, what, months? But how was that any different than what she was beforehand? She was still in mental anguish beforehand, and now she just has more added on to it. There's nothing different about her except that she right off into the sunset. She rode off to learn how to get revenge, dude. Like... No, she didn't. She ran off because she messed up a town and she was running away from her problems. She didn't stay there and try to fix anything. She just set everything back to normal and just left. Oh, we're going to disagree on this. I'm not even going to get into it. But what I will say is that I think that that was an acceptable way to end it because it's a TV show. And we know there's going to be more because it's Marvel. There's not going to be more. Yes, there is. There's not going to be more TV shows. Not not WandaVision, no. Uh No, they've already said they're not doing any more. What do you mean? They've already said they're not renewing. They've already said they're not going to renew it. That's bullshit. Why would they do a second season? Because they set up a second season. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. With those post credit scenes, they left two very, very loose ends. Okay, I cannot talk about the second one because I have not seen it. But the mid credit scene, when they inv- uh, 
talked about the scroll and Monica, that's all about Captain Marvel 2. That's setting up Captain Marvel 2. That has nothing to do with the TV show. Well, I, I'm not well-versed in comics. I just figured they were doing that to set up um, more content. If you've been listening to the, the news and stuff about the movies that are coming out, Doctor Strange 2, which comes out in the middle of 2022, is going to feature Scarlet Witch in it as the second character. It's going to be Doctor Strange with Scarlet Witch. Okay, so, well, you can't get mad at me for not knowing that, because when I watch things, I don't research them extensively first. Well, I'm not, I'm not like, upset at you about it. I'm just saying that there's no, they're not going to be doing a second season. I mean, they can't do it well, in the simple way. fact of... They set up additional content. Well, yeah, for their other Marvel properties, not as a sequel to WandaVision. Well, the, that's, that's as a what continuation of Wanda's story and the agent. Well, of course, Wanda's story is going to continue. They got she's she's an Avenger. She's in the movies and stuff, but they're not going to do any more WandaVision series because that little bubble or hex literally has been popped. Well, you know that the, the town is over. They um. It was a good setup for other things, and I think the show was well done. I have no complaints with how it ended. Oh, absolutely, and I think that some of the ways that they're going to be able to take these characters into farther future projects is going to be amazing. I think that they have huge potential for Wanda, and they've set her up to really step into the fold as possibly the main character going forward of the next, you know, what, phase of Marvel movies as either the hero or the villain, in and a way. We also, just real quick, we have to commend the acting in WandaVision. It oh, was great. she deserves something for that. She she really outdid herself. I mean, honestly, like the way they did every single decade of television, they hit the mark on everything. The music, the costuming, the, just everything. The acting, it was all perfect. Uh, Catherine Hahn did an amazing job as the neighbor. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And Agatha? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bringing in Evan Peters as Quicksilver? Honestly, I think they kind of did him dirty with that. I don't think that was that amazing. I think that they they had a great potential to bring in the X-Men and let him carry over the mantle of Quicksilver into this age of Marvel, X-Men, everything crossed over. And by having him just be Ralph... Like, it was a fun little twist in the show, but I think that in the long run, it's not going to pay off for them. Well, I don't think they intended it as a long run thing. I mean, Quicksilver in this Marvel Universe is dead, so. But um, also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this name, but Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, she was incredible as well. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's why they set her up um, to go and be a bigger role in Captain Marvel 2. I really do believe that it's going to be kind of her alongside. Oh, Randall you know, Park, Brie Larson's Jimmy yeah. Woo. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and uh, can't forget um, Doctor oh. Darcy Lewis. Oh, fantastic! Um, oh, she. I think Kat I loved Dennings. her in the Thor movies. Brilliant as always. Hilarious. Yep. Yep. And then did we mention Paul Bettany because he can do anything? Oh, Vision. Yeah. Honestly, that. Honestly, I was not that impressed with him. Like, I think that he did a good job overall, but it might have been just some of the way that the costuming and stuff was. 
I think in the higher budgets when they have the movies, he really looks like an android. He looks like a synthesoid humanoid computer thing. But in this, like you could see the veins in his hands and stuff. And he, I, I don't know. I just thought that the budget wasn't good enough in this specific series to hide the fact that he was a human playing a robot. But I still think his performance was really good. I thought his performance was was good. It was such a but complex part to play. I guess, let me put it this way. I think that I'm thinking of, when I think of Vision, I think of the half machine, half mind stone that doesn't really know how to love and isn't very empathetic. But after we've seen this last episode, when we found out that Vision was basically just her piece of the mind stone that was like, embedded in the show that was like the personification of her love it makes sense for him to act more human rather than android for him to act you know more like an actor and not just a someone acting as a robot in the vision role so in that aspect yes he did a very good job it was just kind of hard to watch because it was hard for me to put the two different versions of vision off to their side i think i know what you're saying i guess that's fair so like when you look at vision in the in the movies in age of ultron and infinity war and i guess he wasn't an endgame but when you look at him in those movies he's just very stoic he's very you know short and we see it a little bit in civil war where he tries to be empathetic and loving towards wanda but it just doesn't really hit the mark, and it still comes off as stoic. It's robot-like. But in this, he's not a robot. He's the sentient He's the embodiment of Wanda's love for Of vision. her love. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he acts more human, and it's you know more natural for him to be loving and not so stoic. And I don't think stoic is the right word. So Robotic? Uptight. Yeah, robotic, uptight. Yeah, same thing. That's what I meant by the difference. I, I mean, I guess I see where you're coming from. But yeah, either way, I I thought the show was overall, in my mind, a success. And I was entertained by it. And ultimately, how I gauge whether a story was good or not is, did I enjoy it? And I did. So... So yeah, I think whenever you're looking at opinions on stuff, you know, the subjective view on... How you feel about stories really does have a huge, huge part when you decide whether or not you like something, because if it makes you feel good, it, it works. Um, I obviously look a little bit deeper into things, and I, I did like this. I really enjoyed it. I thought that the eighth episode was probably the best, the way that they looked at her history and stuff. Of that was amazing. How she became who she was. Yeah, it was, With the it doors. was great. And I, yeah, I, I definitely, there was a lot that I loved about this, but there was also just some stuff I desired more. And when you look at the series as a whole, they hit it out of the park in the sense of for the very first series that they had to come up with for the Marvel series to kind of bridge things together and create storylines that would connect with the movies and help propel the uh, stories of the characters further. So when they do movies down the line, they can go way down deep into the character. and It's not just the this just lacking context. Yeah, the lacking context. Yeah, so they're so they're able to do more with the characters and stuff. 
I think that in all that aspect, they really, really did a good job of this. And I hope that they do that here in the next series with Winter Soldier and Falcon. But honestly, and this is a little bit nitpicky, this is just me. I was hoping for something a little bit bigger for the finale. I thought that, you know, we got a couple cool things here and there, but White Vision, I didn't think that was that great. I thought that in my mind, it was just too easy and too over of a fight. I thought that, you know, it was like, what, 10 minutes they were fighting and that's it? It just didn't feel like a big enough threat to me. And her taking over Agatha, I thought that was really clever the way that they did the runes on the outside of the hex to keep her from using her magic. But all in all, it was just a little lackluster. I just, I thought that for some reason something was missing. And that just is probably my opinion more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was um, appropriate because, I mean, this whole show had basically been Wanda versus herself almost and it just felt very poetic to have vision fighting vision and a witch fighting a witch beating her at her own game and for vision to have to fight himself in a in a theoretical cerebral way i thought was appropriate i thought white vision looked just dope oh definitely um yeah there's definitely a poetic air about you know, the the symbolism in the last episode is very, very good. I mean, throughout again, the show, I, just, I thought. Again, I just didn't like it, you know, left in that perfect little bow. I mean, even though she lost everything, and I know we're going to disagree, but I just, I thought that it would have been better if, like, she had been, you know, she had had her power taken away or something. And then in Doctor Strange 2, was all about her regaining her power. Well, then it would have been a Wanda movie Scarlet and not Witch. a Doctor Strange movie. We're going to, I don't, I disagree completely that it was a perfect little bow. I think that the show had a very, very nice conclusion for the show, but I don't think it was left off with like a perfectly sculpted ice cream sundae with a cherry. And it was just, just lovely. I just, I don't, I disagree. I don't, I don't, I can't put into words why I disagree. Yes, I can. Because... Nobody left the show happy. Everybody left the show with more work to do. So it, I, I don't know. It was not a hallmark ending, but it was a really appropriate ending in, in my opinion. And um, when you mentioned episode eight, I want to say real quick that I think episode eight was absolutely brilliant because it makes the whole rest of the show make sense. Like why Wanda projected this television-esque life for herself i will say that's kind of twofold though i think that if you had never seen the movies and you didn't know anything about wanda and all of a sudden you just watch this show and only this show then yes you needed episode eight in order to understand it and understand why she was so depressed and why she was you know going to do the things that she was going to do but at the same time, I feel like if you just watch the movies, I think it was pretty obvious that she's been dealing with trauma the entire time we've seen her. All she's done is lose people. She lost her brother the first time we saw her. She lost Vision. She lost her teammates in Civil War. She lost Vision in Infinity War. And in Endgame, I mean, it was she lost Tony Stark. So I think that, you know, all she's done is lose people. So her mental state is pretty is pretty rough. And so, to me, I didn't need that. I mean, I thought that they 
way too explained it. Like I would have liked a little bit more of understanding it on her own. I don't know. I just. I think it was appropriate because she was the subject of the show. Like, I think they needed that in there because it's literally Wanda Vision. And Vision's dead, so it's really, like, Wanda. I I think having Wanda's backstory makes sense in Wanda Vision, but I guess that's just me. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It does make sense if you've never watched any other Marvel movies. Even with the Marvel movies, they don't fully get into her backstory because... There's like 100,000 other Avengers. They they touch on it a little bit, but they don't get that in detail. And I think part of why that was so important in Episode 8 was because not only does it explain the trauma that she's been to, which we are already familiar with, but it explored her her view of her own trauma because they were basically opening doors into her own psyche from her point of spec uh her from her perspective. Seems like that's another one of those we're going to have to agree to disagree things, though. It's not that we disagree completely. I think that we just misunderstand each other on it. Eh. WandaVision. Deep dive analysis or epic debate? (laughs) But we want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you guys thought of WandaVision, the series overall. Did you like the beginning? Was it kind of weird or slow to get into? And then what about the finale? Did you think that they overdid it, underdid it? Was it perfect, wrapped up in a bow? Let us know. Thanks for listening to Epic Catharsis. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Catharsis. Check us out at our website, www.epiccatharsis.com, or you can check out our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought. We'll be back Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe for more episodes. Okay, bye.